This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Listen, everybody, this is the beginning of the Euros, and we're lucky to start with, it's always best to start a football tournament with, you ever go on and on about respect in their campaigns, but I like to think about friendship. Our first guest, who is a friend to the show, Jockey Bjorklund um, was an absolute star for Rangers, for Gothenburg, for Valencia. And prior to Sweden's excellent performance in the last World Cup, it was he and his gang that led his national team to a third place finish in USA 94. First of all, uh, Jockey, thanks for joining us. Um, you're on holiday at the moment, so the sacrifice is supreme. You... you uh, we met at a Euro. We met at Euro 2008. And um, you, you were quite enthusiastic that night. Are you hot to trot for the Euros? Yeah, I am. I am. It's uh, always one of these uh, big occasions. As, uh, as a player, I have, I have mixed memories. We had really good uh, Euro 92 uh, in Sweden, actually. Uh, and then a disappointing one, uh, Euro 2000. That, that's the only two Euros I played in. And the first one, even though we did really well, went to the semifinals, lost against Germany. I think I was uh, a little bit too young and too nervous to actually enjoy it. So uh, mixed memories as a player, but as a spectator, it's uh, always one of those big occasions. Uh, we want to watch more or less every game, right? I, I think so. And, and, and the reason you're on here is that um, apart from being a fabulous guy and a good friend, um, you've got a really sharp eye, good sharp football brain. And therefore, I want to ask you this. Jockey, I know you trust me, so you'll come in my time machine. You didn't know I had a time machine. But we're going to step into my time machine and I'm going to take you forward to the 24th of June. Are you surprised when I sit you down and I show you Marca or Diario Ass to find out that Sweden beat Spain in Seville in the first group game, drew with Poland, beat Slovakia and are group winners Jockey, are you surprised once we finished our little time travel, John? And and is that if you got a time travel machine, is it really the twenty fourth of June this year you'd like to go to? Two questions. First of all, a little bit surprised, not not shocked, but a little bit surprised uh, by the results. If, if that's uh, the case, that we beat Spain, drew draw against Poland and beat Slovakia. Do I think? Uh, 
it's on the cards. It's not impossible. I mean, uh, Spain, the first game away in Seville, that's probably as hard as it gets. But let's remember, last time you met, you and me met in the Euros, this is not the same Spanish team. This is not the same Spanish team as in 2008 or 2012. And I think uh, without being disrespectful, I don't think any of the Spanish players today would have made either of those teams. But it's still a tough game, obviously. Okay, look, one of the things we know about your superb coach is that he's really fixated by 4-4-2. It's hugely functioned since he took over. His win rate is 50%. But I want to get down to the nitty-gritty. I've looked at recent matches, and in one of the recent um, World Cup qualifying matches, Christopher Notfelt was the keeper. Callie Johnson has played recently. Robin Olsen, who's, who's got big experience of playing against Spain, and the last time they played in Spain was only beaten by two late goals, including one penalty, um, which drove him absolutely mad. I interviewed him after the game. Between Johnson, Nordfeldt and Olsen, is it absolutely clear who starts? I think so. I think it's uh, Robin Olsen who starts. If he's fit, he'll start. Janne, our coach, is, is very loyal to his players. And uh, since he took over, I think Robin has been the starting goalkeeper every time he's been fit. And Your point is that Olsen, one, gets Janne's loyalty, two, if fit, starts. Uh, does it affect a, particularly a keeper, Jockey? You had to play in front of so many keepers and the communication with keepers when you're a centre-half is vital. Robin's hugely experienced and whenever I've seen him, he's a really competitive, aggressive goalkeeper, somebody who who's driven mad by being beaten by a goal. I liked listening to him when I met him and, and he's certainly twice now, he's really defied Spain. When you don't get a lot of football and he hasn't had a lot of football um, at Everton this season, and you come into a tournament, is the goalkeeper one of the areas where that can most show up? If you're just a little bit ring rusty in a position where the slightest mistake can send ripples of, of lack of confidence throughout the team. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It's a valid point, obviously. In, a, in an ideal world, you want a goalkeeper who's, who's the starting goalkeeper in his club team day in and day out. That hasn't been the case for Robin. Do I think when it comes uh, to Sweden with the national team, I think uh, he gets confidence from that because he's no, he knows he's the starting keeper. He knows uh, he's well liked in the team, and I don't think and I don't hope he'll he'll have uh, an effect on his goalkeeping. I think uh, he'll be the same Robin as always. And to be fair to him, with the national team, he's normally performed well. So. Uh, I think he's going to continue that way, to be honest. Who do you partner with Lindelof? I take it Lindelof starts. Who do you, if it were you, Jockey, who partners Lindelof? Danielson. He's played in China. Haven't seen him uh, with his Chinese team. He was by far the best player in Allsvenskan before he left. And every time he's had a chance in the national team, he's done well. And I think uh, with a lack of uh, competition, Helander, Johansson had... Though their teams had really good seasons, they've been sort of uh, up and down. I, I'm starting with him. And he's a, he's a big threat on uh, offensive set pieces as well. Uh, liable to score a goal or two, so I'd start him. Is, isn't that going to be, if you throw in also Marcus Berg, 
don't you think set plays potentially are a really rich seam of optimism for Sweden, particularly against Spain? Because one, as a national team, you're very, very good at them. In my book, um, both, well, I was going to say defending them over years, yes. Recently, one or two of the games I've seen, maybe less so. But certainly, um, set plays offensively is something that Sweden are very good at. And I and I think, you you because you've been so engaged in uh, coaching and winning the Swedish Cup, you can't spend as much time as you normally would have studying Spain itself. They're not entirely sure about their starting centre-backs. They're not entirely sure about who's their goalkeeper. So it's a mirror image about what we were saying about Robin and his lack of game time. But they're not particularly big or, or strong in that clash of bodies in a set to play. Spain, I think I'm an Achilles heel there. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that's one of the things we then identified. And I wouldn't be surprised if they put some extra work before the game on uh, offensive set pieces. Because uh, every time you play Spain, you know you have to be take really good care of every time you get the ball and set pieces are a big part of it. And I think, uh, as I said, Sweden, uh, big, strong team, whoever they put out, uh, good service of the ball. we got a few as well, so... Uh, I think they spend some time on that this week for sure. It's going to take whoever you know is is the taker of the free kicks. I don't know if it would be Ekdal or Forsberg or one of the fullbacks, maybe, but it'll take a really clever uh, free kick or set play to find Slatan Ibrahimovic. Given that the bugger got injured just before the tournament and he's not going to make it, are you are you bothered? Was he playing at such a, a level that it's a really big loss and? Are you a fan of the personality? I'll give you an example. Um, when I interviewed Marcus Rashford the first time, we finished our chat and off camera, I said, listen, hey, how's the Slatan thing? And Marcus Rashford said to me, he's, he, he took me aside. <laughs> Slatan took him aside and said, look, if you were training and playing with me 10 years ago, I was a hooligan, I was dangerous. But now, he said, I want you, pointing at Rashford, I want you to give everything every day. Watch me, copy me. And and Rashford said that Slatan at United was was startling for him. The, the focus on being the best every minute of every day was, was bigger than the perceived arrogance and the huge personality. So if Sweden are missing a guy like that... How much does it trouble you? It does trouble me. It does trouble me, even though it wasn't uh, in the makeup in this team who actually took us to the Euros, because uh, that's the guys who are going to play now. It would have been a huge advantage uh, to have him in the squad. Uh, you could see the games he played in the spring with the national team. He, as you said, accepted. He's got a, another a bigger role to fill than just one on the pitch. And... Uh, to have a still world-class striker as another option uh, wouldn't have been bad. So it's a loss. It's a loss. But uh, as I said, these guys took us to the Euros and I'm sure these guys can perform in the Euros as well. Would I would have uh, liked to have Slatan in the team? Of course. Of course. I think uh, you could probably ask any national team manager in the world and they would have said yes. So uh, for me, that, that that's... Uh, a pretty clear yes, yes. Jockey, when we when we met first in 2008, it was Slatan who scored that goal. Sweden really toasted Spain. Villa got a late winner. And uh, the noise that day from the fans, there won't be that many of them in Seville. There will be some, obviously, some travelling up from the Costa del Sol, some down from Sweden. 
But I wonder what what does the Swedish football public think about Spain? Because there's always we're not your natural rivals. That's maybe Denmark, but there's always a a country that you know a certain group of fans. I really hate them. I don't like the way they play. I really admire them. What would you say your footballing public's relationship is with the Spain national team? I think it, it's not a love uh, hate relationship because it's more uh, more a love uh, relationship with Spain. I think uh, most of the younger kids in uh, Sweden grew up with Spain national team dominating 2008, 2010, 2012. The Spanish teams in Europe won everything every year. And uh, then the fact, as you said, we played them quite a few times lately as well. So it's it's not one of those uh, teams that you want to beat because you hate them. It's one of those teams you want to beat because you actually love them, I think. It's more that kind of a relationship. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I mean, I genuinely think that there's a proper chance. We're recording this even though um, we actually have no idea what Spain's status will be on the 14th because last night, Sergio Busquets tested positive for COVID against Lithuania. Um, they're going to have to play their under-21 team because every, all the other players are being sequestrated away to, to try and keep their chances of infection down to a minimum. So how Spain are for the first game, we're, we're not sure as we speak. But I genuinely believe, having seen Sweden a couple of times against... I mean, for example, the home game which I, I presume was in Solna, but the home game, which was a 1-1 draw in the qualification for these championships, Sweden outright should have won. And never mind the fact Spain got a late equaliser. The Janus ta- tactics 
that day and also the attitude of the players they harassed Spain they turned them they made them do things they didn't like they, they, Spain were chasing all night it was a very uncomfortable evening and I can see it being identical in La Cartuja um, as a Swede who's played in Spain you know people forget that Sweden have beautiful hot summers the temperature at 9 o'clock at night on the 14th of June jockey dip in latter stages of the game, are Sweden going to feel that? Or are all professional athletes so accustomed to searing heat that it doesn't make any damn difference? Mm, depends a little bit on how the game turns out. If we back off and uh, let Spain dictate the tempo and uh, we're going to be running after the ball all the time, I think uh, it's going to be a problem, the heat. But hopefully, as you said, last time we played them at home, uh, which is actually, I think, the last time I saw Sweden live, because after that, you know, with the pandemic and all of this, we we played, I'm saying we, but that's because I'm Swedish, not because I still play in the national team. I think we played a really good good game. We pressed them high, won the ball high, and we actually dared uh, to play a bit ourselves. And if we do that again in Seville, I don't think uh, the weather is going to be, or the heat is going to be that much of a problem. But if if we let them take control and dictate the game, then I'm sure we're going to tire. Okay, we'll wrap it up by asking a couple of key questions. When I watch um, Ekdal play and he's on form, I find him quite an attractive footballer to watch. And I wonder if you could bring us up to strength with what you think about Albin Ekdal, but also about um, Alexander Isaac, who clearly, to anybody who lives in Spain, Isaac is, or, or watched him in the Bundesliga, it's absolutely clear, although that Isaac is still in formation. And, and I would argue maybe still a little bit slight for a centre-forward or he's he's nearly a centre-forward because he's got such movement, you could call him a second striker too. But he, he's going to be playing off Marcus Berg. And, and I think Ekdal and Isak are the two footballers who can add things if Sweden are clever in the press and harass Spain, make them make mistakes. Maybe those are two of the players who, who can add the finesse and bring the win that we're talking about. Yeah, hopefully Ekdal... Uh... His biggest problem is, uh, is he gets injured a lot. If he stays fit for the whole tournament, I'm sure he's going to perform. He's performed on a high level for, for quite, a, quite a few years down in Italy. He's an important piece in our centre of the midfield. And as long as he stays fit, uh, touch wood, he'll have a big role to play. Isak, I think, has finally, this season in Real Sociedad, shown, uh, I wouldn't say his full potential, but we're starting to see it. I mean, he left early as a young kid uh, from Sweden to to Dortmund, took a couple of years to adapt to uh, like really high-intensity, good European football. But I think what we've seen this year has been a massive step forward. Uh, and he's had a great season in La Liga, and uh, he's definitely going to be one of the key players for Sweden, uh, for sure. If if he can take another step, uh, I think we have a good chance to not only to beat Spain, but uh, to surprise a few people in the tournament. Yeah, OK, that was, that's was that been the drive of my thoughts because Spain is in something of disarray, not just because of Busquets' COVID, but they're not absolutely sure about their starting keeper. They're not absolutely sure about their starting centre-backs. And they bring several players who are really very tired. So it's up in the air. And if they get bullied first game, they can lose. You know, I, I want to say goodbye to Jockey Bye by first of all saying that 
my intro mentioned the fact that you guys, um, apart from maybe the Sweden team that lost to Brazil, you guys in your third place finish in USA 94, that was exceptional, an exceptional bunch of characters, a terrific achievement, um, hugely popular. It led to most of you having big transfers, big moves around Europe, often to Syria. And it didn't quite get equaled in 2018. But was the quarterfinals that that group under Yana uh, achieved in Russia, do you, can, can that be a launching pad or was that the best? Have they learned from that and, go further and can go further? Or was that the best that group can expect? Because it is a slightly ageing group right now. So I guess I'm saying is, could they go quarterfinals or better again this time if, you know, if the wind is in their favour? I think they could. I think, uh, I mean, you. I know, Graham, you follow Swedish football uh, internationally as well. Uh, and we're always a hardworking, well-organized team. I think this year with the uh, offensive X Factor, we talked about Isak uh, in Real Sociedad. We haven't talked about Kulusevski, who plays, in, uh, plays at Juventus. We haven't talked about Forsberg, who just... Uh, extended his contract in, in Leipzig who this year were the best of the rest in Germany uh, except for Bayern as usual. I think uh, offensively we got a lot of X-Factor this year. I think this group reminds me a little bit of uh, Sweden 2004 when we had in the same team Slatan, a young Slatan, an older Henrik Larsson and uh, Freddie Jungberg at his prime. Three really good offensive players. I think this team is the one most likely to be able to do things like they did. And the quarterfinal, not impossible, better than we need a little bit of luck as well. I mean, we're not one of the biggest nations, but who knows, you know, it's football. Any given day, anyone can win. And Sweden, they'll make it hard for, for everybody. We're not we're not an easy team to beat. Uh, I promise you that. The sign-off is our, our Bet365 sponsors are asking us for a player of the day. And you know, we, we mentioned to you yesterday that why don't you pick one of those? It's one of the reasons that I left Forsberg out in case you wanted to pick him because I think he's had his top goal-scoring performance in the Bundesliga uh, for RB Leipzig um, in a season when, for a spell, they were running close to the title, for a spell at least. So, Jockey, the, the way out of this conversation, which has been beautiful for us, beautiful, baby, is to say, who's, who's your, the player of today that you think is gonna, that can light up the tournament? The easiest pick would be Isak, because he's the one who's grabbed all the headlines this year with uh, breaking Slatan's uh, goal-scoring record for Swedes in La Liga. He scored 16, I think. Slatan in his day, scored 15. Uh, he's the one uh, people talk the most about. But, but I'd pick Forsberg. After seeing Sweden's last five or six games, I think he's been by far our best offensive player. And I think with signing the extension with Leipzig, it's been it's been talked for over a year. Where should he go? Should he leave? Should he stay? Uh, lots of clubs interested. I think with a peace of mind having extended contract in a good club like uh, Leipzig. I think he might be the standout player for Sweden. Jockey Bjorklund and Graham Hunter have been the detectives. Emil Forsberg is going to be the star of the show, answering our Bet365 question of the day. Jockey Bjorklund, it's time you went back to your holidays. It's time you basked in the glow of a cup win. 
I we miss you in Spain. We miss you on La Liga Television. It, it's been beautiful and kind of you uh, to join us. I hope Sweden give you so much fun during the Euros and maybe march on to the semi-finals, and we'll meet in a bar somewhere outside Wembley. Lovely to talk to you, Jockey Bjorklund. Thank you. Always a pleasure, Graham. Thank you. <laughs>